0: Marathon to March. Welcome back everyone. This is actually Marathon to March's first episode ever on KCOU. You're listening to KCOU 88.1 FM. I'm Jonathan Lidskin. David Campbell alongside me. Um, for those of you who may have checked us out on, Sp- on Spotify, uh, just to remind you, this is Marathon to March. We are back. We haven't really done an episode since just after the National Championship game, but today... We're going to be reviewing our top 10 for the upcoming college basketball season. we still got about two and a half months, so just tune in. We're we're here every Tuesday, one to two now. Today's top 10. Soon enough, we'll be starting conference previews, doing some other stuff. We're going to review some freshmen, overall review of rosters, and then soon enough, it'll be time for the college basketball season. David, uh, how are you today?
1: I'm very well. I'm very well, John. Uh, It is great to be back here. Uh, on Marathon to March. I really miss this a a lot, to be honest. I miss, you know, coming in and uh, talking college basketball with you. A lot of people won't want to be talking college basketball because, well, you know, it's not really college basketball season. (laughs) Um, But... Uh, Me and you both agree this is one of the best sports on planet Earth. I think we both agree that it's the best sport on planet Earth. And I I always can talk college basketball. You know, whatever it is, whoever it is with, uh, I'm glad to be back. Uh, We're finally back here at KCOU. Uh, I've wanted to be on KCOU ever since last semester. and We just did a podcast, but now it's on KCOU. Um, So I hope you're listening live. You're listening live. Welcome. I can't wait to get going.
0: Yeah, it's kind of weird talking college basketball with college football starting up last weekend if you want to count the week zero week and then the NFL starting up in a couple weeks but let's let's get right to it we're, we said we're going to go over the top 10 that's exactly what we're going to do I'll start we're going to go 10 to 1 pre- pretty much alternate between the two of us so we're going to go I go 10 then he goes 10 and etc but my number 10 team is the Illinois fighting Illini out of the big 10 last year kind of disappointing end of the season for Illinois they finished they won the Big Ten championship. Didn't win the Big Ten
1: regular season, but they won the Big Ten. Yeah. Illinois fans will try and tell you they won the Big Ten regular season. But, uh, <laughs> they,
0: they will, but, <laughs> but they, they, they They won the tournament championship. Um, Michigan had injuries, but they they went out. They beat Ohio State in the tournament championship, and they lose Iowa soon Moines right right after losing to Loyola in the second round. So a very disappointing end of the season for what was Illinois' best season since probably 2005 when they went to the national championship game. But let's just go over real quick their their starting five, their projected starting five, I should say. Andre Curbelo, Trent Frazier, DeMonte Williams, Jacob Grandison, and of course, the big name Kofi Coburn returning. He's back. It it looked at one point that Kofi Coburn was going to be gone for for good. He was headed headed to the NBA. But then all all of a sudden, he comes back. I think he made the right move coming back. I don't think he's quite ready for the NBA yet. Last year's second-round game against Loyola kind of proved that. He mm-hmm. was stifled by Camp Crutwig for much of the game. But this, this team should be, even without Io DeSumo, loaded once again. I've said since the beginning of last offseason that Andre Corbello should be an All-American this year. I love the way he handles the ball, the way yeah. he creates plays for his teammates. Yeah. He can't really shoot, but he doesn't need, need to. They have shot makers off the bench. They have shot makers around him. And this offense is primarily going to run through Kofi Coburn anyway. So It will.
1: I, I like Illinois, fine. I have nothing against Illinois. Um, I think there are better teams in the Big Ten. I think there are at least two better teams in the Big Ten. Um, to me, as it goes uh, for Big Ten tiers, and we'll get into two of the other teams later. I'm assuming they're both in your top ten. Other two that, um, that that are obvious, and I think Illinois is more on a level of Ohio State. If I'm being honest, I think that Ohio State and Illinois are both kind of. Um, Trying to reach those those top two teams, uh, and yet they're they're not quite there yet. I think they're still well coached, um, and they're going to be hungry after that tournament exit. I just think the loss of I O is huge. Um, they have the guards to step into that role, but I think that the loss of of one of the nation's best players, one of like was literally I think second in player of the year behind Luca Garza, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Like he, he it's going to be it's gonna be tough to to replicate that success. Um, and I don't think they're better than than other Big Ten teams. I have them at 14. So not too far off, but they're not there for me.
0: No, one of the things that people question with Illinois this year is their lack of a closer. Because if you if you watch Illinois a bunch like we did last year, you remember that down the stretch, eight, seven minutes to go, Io had, his ball, had, had the ball in his hands pretty much every single possession. Yeah. And I think him not being there will maybe allow them to play more as a team down the stretch mm-hmm. and not sort of rely on him. Because there were times when... I O was the best closer in college basketball, maybe alongside Kate Cunningham yeah. last year. But there were times when he faltered. He didn't. Yeah. Mizzou, for example, at the start of the year, yeah. was he had a really bad last five minutes of that game.
1: So. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Um. I, I like the addition of Omar Payne. Omar Payne and Champagne. Him and him and I O. Are both big bodies. So it'll be fun to watch them, but uh, I just missed my top 10 for me. All
0: right. So, David, now that we're going to go over to you, who is your number 10 ranked team?
1: My number 10 is Memphis, who is one of the most intriguing teams in all the country, um, with obviously Jalen Duran coming now uh, to join Amani Bates. Like, those are two amazing prospects to join them. Uh, Behind them, there's a lot of questions. I think there's a lot of questions behind, you know, who can be that that number three option behind, behind Bates and, and, of course, Durin. And they're also still young, and we've seen freshman teams sometimes work out really well. We've seen freshman teams not work out really well. We've also seen Penny Hardaway, coach, and not coach poor, and I coach pretty poorly sometimes. Mm-hmm. He had talent; he's had talent for the past two years, you know. And honestly, he's underperformed. But I love Bates, and I do love Duran, and I—I I mean, Wiseman was great for them. Don't get me wrong, but I think Bates and, and Duran are, are two of the, the best players he's ever had in Memphis. I think Memphis will get back to the tournament this year. I think you're looking at me like I'm thinking I'm too high on him or something.
0: No, I just I don't think you're too too high on them. Like I don't have them in my top ten. But like like you said, we have yet to see Penny Hardaway make the tournament this year. You look at Memphis's roster, they're loaded with five and four stars. They yeah. Pretty pretty much their entire lineup is five and four stars. But I I like I struggle to see where this team chemistry comes from with this team. Yeah. Like if you watch if you follow AAU at all, Imani Bates. Had created his own team, really, which was mm-hmm. called Bates Fundamentals. Okay. He then left that team to go play with Team Final, which was Jalen Duran's team. Yeah. And they had Derek Lively, Duran, Amani. They were supposed to be the number one team, AAU team in the country. And they ended up winning Peach Jam, even without Amani Bates. But that's where I was getting at. Amani then, right before Peach Jam, leaves Team Final to go play again with Bates Fundamentals. It's interesting. Yeah. So he goes back and forth and then the saga doesn't quite end there. I will I turn on Peach Peach Jam, the semifinals. Like, mm-hmm. I forget who Team Final was playing, but Amani Bates is sitting on Team Finals bench. What the heck? The, he's not playing for them, <laughs> but he's sitting on their bench. So I question what kind of teammate he is. I question how much his game has gotten better yeah. since his freshman year. Cause you know his freshman year, he was painted as like the next LeBron, even when yeah. he was in middle school. Yeah, he was. Like Amani Bates has been a household name for Five years now, Yeah. so, but like the talent alone on this team should w- win them the American Conference. They should be a four or five seed at minimum in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. I struggle to see where their team chemistry is coming from, and yeah, that's what's keeping them out of the top ten for me. That's very
1: fair. Very fair. Do you want to move on?
0: Yeah, sure. I'll go to number nine. Uh, I have the Kentucky Wildcats at number nine. I like that. Um, pick. I think Kentucky has a bounce back year in a major way. Um, like everyone knows. They really struggled last year. They didn't make the tournament. John Calipari had a brutal non-conference schedule that he even admitted. He's like, I don't know why I scheduled some of these games that that I did. Everyone was scrambling to find games, and he just loaded up their schedule. Real quick, Sevier Wheeler, Ty Ty Washington, Kellen Grady, Keon Brooks, Oscar Shibway. That should be their starting lineup. They have Jacob Toppin, Bryce Hopkins off the bench. Uh, They added C.J. Frederick from Iowa as well, who probably won't even start for them. Which is great. But um, this team is deep. This team has studs. Me and you have talked for a while about how we like Oscar Shibway He was well, at West him. Virginia, transferred early last year, pretty much right after they lost to Gonzaga. But he's now at Kentucky. Um, they have shooting. They, they have a ton of shooting. Ton. And I, I like. I think this team has the potential to win the national championship if they can put it all together. We'll, we'll see. Again, another team. We'll see how they work together we'll, 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 because this is a lot of transfers. This is a lot of first-year players their entire starting lineup has not played together. You've like Seville Wheeler from Georgia, transferred in from Georgia, Ty Ty Washington to freshman, Kellen Grady came in from Davidson. Keon Brooks was on the team last year, but none of these other guys started for them last year. We're even on the team. All the guys still on the team, except for Keon Brooks come off the bench. So we'll see, we'll see how Calipari puts this team together.
1: This,
0: this team's very well, if they can figure it out, this team has as much talent as anyone.
1: No, I completely agree. Um, this is this, you know for all SEC fans out there, uh, Mizzou fans listening, you know, you, you guys we beat Kentucky, uh, Mizzou beat Kentucky, you know, mm-hmm. at Mizzou Arena last year. I, I don't think that'll happen again. No, I think Kentucky's really good. We talked about this uh, over the summer. Kentucky's gonna be back, and we talked <laughs> about this in one of our latest videos um, uh, last semester. We said Kentucky, this is a weird year for Kentucky. <laughs> they will be back. Um, Sheeby is a, is a stud for them. Frederick is such a huge addition. So is Colin Grady. Um, if anyone can 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 manage this team, it's, I think it's John Calipari. I think it's John Calipari. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so just a real quick comparison. I know this is strictly college basketball show, but I kind of want to make a comparison to what's happen, happening in college football right now. Well, the college like, football
1: reference we were all waiting for. Yeah.
0: Like, I mean, last last Sunday, Terrison and I on Starter Sunday talked about how the so-called blue bloods of college football, like the teams that were really down last year that are normally mm-hmm. dominant, at LSU, Penn State, like you should expect them to be back. Like yeah. last year was a weird year. Teams were handling handling COVID protocols yeah. in all types of different ways. Yeah. Team had out teams had outbreaks. It was a weird year. Yeah, so, similar as to what's oh, happening in college same. basketball. Like, same. Duke's going to be good again. Kentucky's going to be good again. UNC should return to what they normally are, even though they did make the tournament. But. Last year was a weird year for teams. You had the teams that pr- primarily relied on underclassmen that hadn't played together. Yeah. You had no no really camp at all to get them ready, and all of a sudden you're just throwing them into non-conference games that were scheduled like really last minute. So yeah.
1: I don't know. It's it's it was very similar. Obviously we saw we saw Duke struggle. Mm-hmm. We saw North Carolina struggle. Um, Mich-
0: but, Michigan State Michigan struggled State, too.
1: Michigan State struggled a lot of blue blood, Blue blood, excuse me. Struggled, and I think they're all going to be back next year. <laughs> you yeah, have, You most have of to them, assume they're all going to
0: be back. Most of them should be, but yeah. you want to move on to your Moving number 19 nine uh,
1: We're going from SEC team to SEC team. If you remember this, uh, I mentioned this we're literally about five minutes before the show, who my nine was, and it's the Auburn Tigers. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a big fan of Auburn this year. They are, in my opinion, and this is obviously going to change. we get closer to the season. But as of now, because we're, we're, we're very far away, but as of now, they're my pick to win the SEC. I know they lost Sharif Cooper. But they gained so many pieces: Walker Kessler, Zeb Chaster, uh, sorry, Zeb Jasper, Wendell Green, Katie Johnson. I mean, like a lot of people listening won't know those names, but you will in about five months. No,
0: you absolutely will.
1: I think, and and you talked about how Bruce Pearl's not a good coach. He's been to a Final Four. He has. We can't. We can't. And recently too. like, re- like two years ago.
0: That Auburn team reminded me a little of the UCLA from last year. Yeah, where they kind of had just had like. Couple magical weeks at the end of the year, yeah. But no, like this Auburn team's a lock to make the tournament. I don't have them in my top ten, but like, like, like you said, I don't think Bruce Pearl is that good of a coach. Like, mm-hmm. eventually on the show, we're gonna name, play the Jonathan Woodskin name a good coach game. So, <laughs> so, um, but no, Walker Kessler, I thought was huge. I huge. thought Roy Williams so really misused him last year yeah. at UNC. Yeah. He had that breakout game against Florida State, where everyone was like, "Where's this guy?" Bit no,
1: it, he was unused because. I would say not used properly. I would more say unused because there was just so many. It was a loaded front court. In North Carolina. <laughs> Walker Kessler is like the the big now at Auburn. Yep. You know he's that Liam
0: Robbins type big. And a lot of people thought he was headed to Gonzaga for a little while, and yeah. then he goes to Auburn. Bruce Pearl said the other day that there's no re- no reason this team can't get to a Final Four. Yep. So you mentioned they have a ton of talent. If they can put it, another team, if they could put it together, and yeah. you're going to hear that a lot with the new transfer rules yeah. in college sports, if teams can put it together this is how good they can be. Absolutely. Move so, on to uh, number eight, lady. Yeah, my number eight team is a team that I've heard mixed reviews on. And okay. I'll, I'll explain that in a sec. That's the Purdue Boilermakers. Wow, okay. So go through really quick, starting lineup, Eric Hunter Jr., Jaden Ivey, Sasha Stefanovic, Mason Gillis, Travion Williams, mm-hmm. Isaiah Thompson, Zach Ede is going to be the big name off the bench. He should step up and grow this year. Their one loss was Aaron Wheeler. They returned a lot. Team that lost to North Texas in the first round yeah. last year. This team's really good. Really had Ohio State on the ropes in the quarterfinals of the Big Ten did. tournament. But Jaden Ivey, I think, should take a huge step forward. He has a chance, of, a legit chance of being an All-American this year. Yeah. Travion Williams should be first team All-Big Ten. I don't He's see any reason that. why he shouldn't be. Yeah. But this team, here you go. They're well coached. We, yeah, we know are. that. Yeah. Matt this team, the coach. Matt Painter's never been to a Final Four. He went to a Elite Eight a couple years ago with that Carson Edwards team, that crazy game against Virginia. No. This was team so close.
1: was so this close. This team
0: honestly oh, might yeah. be more complete than that team. They I, don't I have the so. guy that they did like Carson Edwards. I think they do. Although Jay Ivey could be Jay, that. Jaydn Jay Ivy's. I don't guy. think he's there yet. He's only a sophomore. But th- this team, they're really uh, they're really well put together, and they return a, a ton. They they have shooting. They yeah. have size. Yeah. Like. This team has what it takes to win, not just in the Big Ten, yeah. but at a national level. So I have
1: Purdue at seven, which we're shipping over my eight real quick. But I have Purdue at seven, just because, you know, you mentioned them, and we're talking about Purdue. Um, they, I mean, we mentioned Jaden Ivey. We, we're both very big fans of Jaden Ivey. Um, Travion Williams is probably the second best big in the Big Ten. Uh, do you think I'm incorrect in saying that? Yeah, probably. I think it's him. Like, if you count Trace Jackson Davis as a big. No, nah, Williams is better than Trace Jackson Davis. Yeah, so I it's, think. Him, it's him and Dickinson. Mm-hmm. Or Kofi and Kofi. Those three. We missed that. And they have um, the Perry Ells of college basketball, Sasha Stefanovic, who's <laughs> been here for 20 years. Um, they're a good team. They're a very good team. I think they have Final Four potential. Matt Painter um, is, is a good coach. I think he's one of the favorites for Coach of the Year, um, in the Big Ten at least, him and Jawan. But uh, big fan of Purdue. Um, and we, we can talk about them more when we get to more to the Big Ten, but they're one of the teams that I think is, is very much better than Illinois. Very much better. Which which obviously change, and it's college basketball, so anything can happen, but mm-hmm. on paper, I think this team is a lot better than Illinois.
0: Yeah, per- Purdue didn't have the Iowa just sued Messiah's loss that Illinois did. Yeah. So, so th- that's why me and David both have them ranked uh, ahead of Illinois. And, like, like we said, this team's really experienced. Mm-hmm. They they haven't done much as a team in the tournament considering yeah. they lost to North Texas last year, but Matt Painter knows what it takes to win, and yeah. this is probably his best chance, many people would say, getting to a Final Four. Yeah.
1: Uh, let's move on to my number eight, which I, will, I guess we'll just go back to my number eight. It's uh, It might become one of my new favorite teams in college basketball, lady. Yeah. Do you know why? Because their point guard is former Minnesota transfer. It's Texas. Oh, uh, okay. It's Marcus Carr. My my favorite human alive. Marcus Carr, left Minnesota, went to Texas. They have Chris Beard. So now Carr joins forces with, you know, Andrew Jones, um, Trey Mitchell. Chris Beard is the coach. I love this team. Mm-hmm. They're my Big 12. They're the best team in the Big 12, in my opinion. Uh, you meet, Some would argue Kansas. Some would still argue Baylor. Um, you know, no, no one would argue Kansas State. I don't know why I mentioned that. I just feel like no one would argue that. No. And then, uh, so I, I think this is the best team in the Big 12.
0: No, I'd make the argument that this Texas team's better than the one they had last year, and they're better coached. Yeah. I think the transfer additions Wait, so that L- they had— Wait, Liddy,
1: you don't, you don't like Shaka Smart?
0: No, I like him. I just don't think he was a good fit at Texas. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. Like, I know we make fun of him all we the do. time, but <laughs> now he's still a good coach. But no, like, replacing Matt Coleman with Marcus Carr, great move. Replacing— yeah. Uh, Kai Jones and Jericho Sims with Trey Mitchell and Timmy Allen. Another yeah. great move. Andrew Jones, Courtney Ramey are both back. Both of them can score. Mm-hmm. And Devin Askew. Yeah, they have good guys off the bench. Yeah. Askew, remember, he's supposed to be a freshman this year. He is. So, like, and then Christian Bishop from Creighton. Didn't even mention him. He was great for Christian Creighton him. last year. But th- this team, like, they're so deep. They're so talented. Yeah. Like, If you wanted to make a t- case that this team could be the number one team in the country, you could. Yeah, and you could. That that might be you a bold totally to take, could. but like Marcus Carr with guys alongside him that can score now so is going to be just ridiculous. Marcus
1: Carr is your sleeper pick for Player of the Year.
0: Yeah, honestly, I, I
1: would totally make that statement. I think that especially now Oklahoma's gone. You know, Kirk Queth is no longer there. Mm-hmm. So now it's just Texas, then.
0: Yeah, but I mean the Texas baseball is good, good, but like it doesn't have. The it's top, not last year. It's, it's not last, last year. Good. No. No. It's last not. year was unreal. All right, no. so my number 17, speaking of the Big 12, is the Kansas Jayhawks.
1: Yeah, they just um, missed my—they're t- they're at 12 for me. Kansas oh, is oh.
0: weird because Kansas is the only team in my top 10, really, that I don't feel can win a national championship. Really? And for a very specific reason. I'll, I'll stick that? with the theme of going over their lineup. Remy Martin, Okai Christian Brown, Jalen Wilson, Damon, David McCormick. A lot of familiar names on that list. And then mm-hmm. they had some nice transfers off the bench. Joseph Yosefu, the one that probably sticks out from Drake, who had a great game, in, love, the NCAA, great game in the NCAA, great game the NCAA tournament him. last year. He's great um, against USC. But my 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 concern with Kansas is who is making plays late in the game for them? Yeah, who is going to win them close games? Yeah, like can Remy Martin be the best player player on a team that wins the national championship? I don't think so. He couldn't be the best player on a team that missed a tournament last yeah. year. So, like, I, I don't know where this team... Like, they're really deep. They can score it's a bunch of different deep. ways. Bill but, Self's a good coach. Like, they don't have a go-to guy right now. No. And don't. I don't think Jalen Wilson's going to be that. No. As good as David McCormick is, I don't think he's going to be that. And I, don't, I, don't I don't think, think Remy going Martin's, Martin's going to be that. Or Christian Brown. No. None so, of those guys. So, this is just... And Yesufu re- yes, could be that, but... <laughs> but he's coming off the bench at the bench. start the He year, could start... Like nothing against Yesufu, but their guard room is loaded. Yeah, it's like they, it's crazy. really deep. So this is nothing against Kansas. This is a team that's going to win a lot of games. They la- they lack star power. I agree. And like like this is a team that should. Like I said, I think they're going to finish top two in the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. They they might even win the conference. They might
1: they might totally but, win that conference.
0: Like to put them in a lead, in an elite eight game against like a Purdue or a Kentucky. Yeah. Like, Talk, they have those, those teams have those guys. Kansas yeah, do. doesn't have those guys. They
1: don't. I agree. Um, my number seven was Purdue. So we, we kind of went over them. Do mm-hmm. you want to move on to number six? Yeah, go to your number six. My number six, John, is uh, one of my favorite teams in college basketball. And you'll see why in a sec here. Um, it's the North Carolina Tar Heels. Okay. Big fan of North Carolina this year, folks. Um, they're not the best team in the ACC, but I think they're. The, one of the best teams, maybe number two, probably number two. I would say the second best team in the ACC. If let me just double check, but I, um, if you guys didn't know, you know, they they do bring back their backcourt, Caleb Love, RJ Davis, um, Kerwin Walton went to my high school in case anyone didn't know. <laughs> Shout out Kerwin Walton, um, is an amazing shooter, one of the best shooters in the country, I would argue. You have returning big Armando Vacant. To go along now with Kerwin's former AAU teammate and from Minnesota, Dawson Garcia transfers from Mar- uh, Marquette. Excuse me, with a Prior Lake High School. He's really good. This is a very balanced starting five. Um, you have a new coach, obviously, uh, with Williams retiring. I do. There's some, I do think there's some questions there, but I like their bench a lot. I think that I, you, we we talked about how like, the addition of Brady Manick, you didn't think it was that that big. I think Brady Manick's a really good player. I think he can come off the bench um is a good volume shooter for them. I'm hoping North Carolina really pulls it all together this year.
0: No, listen, this is a like I I'm a Duke fan and as much as I hate UNC, this was a this was a borderline top 20 team light and then they added Dawson Garcia. Yeah, Moved them up a ton for me. I love Dawson Garcia. Yeah. Um I think what separates them from the top of the ACC and by the top I mean Duke is yeah. right now is they don't have the established studs. That, that sure. Duke has, sure. like, even though he's a freshman, everyone knows Bonchero's unreal. Yeah, he's great. Mark Williams at the end of the season was one of the best bigs in the country last year. Yeah, I'm the, not the, exaggerating the, that. Yeah, go no. look at his last seven games; they were unbelievable. The battle
1: between the front courts will be something like is going to be. Unbelievable oh, it's going to be year. unbelievable. With Gar- Garcia and Baycott versus like,
0: the Bonchero and the Duke and UNC Williams. games this year. Both of them should be super competitive, super yep. fun. But good, good old, good old Duke UNC. <laughs> yeah, and. Then we transfer into really the new era with the two schools with yeah, Davis, and Davis and Shire the following year. So yep. you got a little preview of that this year with Roy retiring early. Yep. But UNC, UNC, I do like this team. That they have similarities with Duke, where at the guard position you kind of you want more out of Caleb Love, you want more out of RJ Davis. Duke's kind of in the same in the same boat. But th- no, this this team's really good. I don't think I don't have them as high as you do. But yeah. like they're they're. In the range of like twelve to fifteen, for like me. North
1: Carolina. If I had to put together a Final Four, you'd ask me like, which is a stupid question. Like, why are you ask me who a Final Four is? Like, I'm I'm putting I'm putting North Carolina in my Final Four. I and they're, they're only ranked six for me, but I'm putting them in my Final Four. That's how I totally think they're that good. They yeah,
0: no. These, these rankings are based on who we think the best teams are. Just because you're the like, just because we have you ranked really high doesn't mean we think you have the what it takes to win the tournament. Like Kansas. like. like uh, I'm going to get to my number six, six team in a sec. Yeah. I don't think they have what it takes to Go make it. the final four, but I think they're really good, and that's the Alabama Crimson Tide.
1: That's uh, that's very high for Alabama, but like, I, I like it.
0: Like JD Davis and J D. Davison, Javon Quinterly, who is my pick to win SEC Player of the Year in the preseason. Javon
1: Quinterly was my pick.
0: Huh? Javon Quinterly was my pick. I, I mean, the dude can just flat out score. I and told then,
1: Quinterly. Like we can listen back to podcasts, but I literally. Oh, told, I'm sure. I, oh, I'm I didn't, sure no, no, you I, did. didn't, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Do you know who I took? You know who I took? Who? I took J.D. Note. Okay, that's what it was.
0: Who yeah. we didn't even get to Arkansas, but um, yeah. Jaden Shackelford, Noah me. Gurley, Char- uh, Charles Bodeco, uh off the bench, Juwan Gary, Namari Burnett. They added from Texas Tech. Keon Ellis is back. This team returns a lot. They also lost a lot. They lost Josh Primo, who was a lottery pick. They lost Herb Jones. Uh, th- this team, I still think that they're really well coached. They're gonna score a ton. They they. Their their defense—I don't know if it'll be as good as last year, but it still should be pretty good. I like the system. I like the system they play. Yeah, Uh, yeah. We're we're almost at break here, but David, what are your thoughts on Alabama? I don't think you have them in your top ten. No, I have them at
1: thirteen. Okay. I think you know you talked about the loss of Herb Jones, but they also lost Primo. They lost the only reason why they went to overtime in the uh, in the was it the Sweet Sixteen? Sweet Sixteen against UCLA. Alex Reese. Yep. John Patty. I had a lot of questions about the front court. There's just a lot of questions mm-hmm. about the front court right now. I'm not uh, i I'm sorry, I am a huge fan of the backcourt. I mean, Davis and quarterly and Shekelford are are one of the best trios in, in the country. But if have you, you get to that, there's it, it, a lot of questions. You know, there's a lot of questions. Um but Bama should be good. Bama should definitely compete for the SEC. The SEC has when well, I at the SEC this year's like five or six teams that are gonna be like really good, but none of them are elite, and I think. I don't think any of them are like Insanely super good.
0: None, none of them are like top five good yet. Like no. like me having Alabama at six, like many people would say that that's a stretch, especially, yeah. especially with all their losses. Yeah, I don't know. I buy, I buy, um, I buy Alabama. I buy what they're doing. I buy their yeah. their system. Yeah, and it took me a little while. Like many of you remember, I was yeah. not on the Alabama hype train no. until late in the season last you year.
1: You you we wanted to show uh, walking the field like two weeks three weeks before the tournament, something like that. And you said that there's no chance Alabama is a Final Four team. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks later, when you're filling out your bracket, you have Alabama in a national championship. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. That's, I, that's I, what, I, what it could be. And, you know, they're losing the Sweet 16 to a really hot UCLA team. It happens. But, you, you know, like I, I think this team should be poised to be really good again.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, we're going to hit our break. Uh, you're listening to KCOU 88.1 FM. This is Marathon to March with David Campbell and Jonathan Litzkin. We'll be back in a few.
0: who is it you're listening to kcou 88.1 fm oh cool all right
2: for almost two centuries americans have enjoyed the valuable privileges of freedom now freedom needs each american to dedicate himself to its preservation We must not allow our liberties to be endangered by neglect of our duties as citizens. During this year of rededication, join with your fellow Americans in reaffirming the principles on which this country is founded and the safeguarding of those principles. Make it your business to see that federal, state, and local governments are conducted honestly. Help to maintain the good morale of your sons and daughters in the armed forces. Learn the facts about all candidates and issues. Then vote for the one you believe in. Make the most of every minute on your job. Produce as much as you can. And thus increase our military and economic strength. Work for better schools and a better community. Guard your American heritage of freedom. It needs you.
0: Tune into High and Tight with me and my co host Logan Perrone as we catch you up on the latest signings, trades, news, scores, and highlights from around America's pastime every Sunday at 11 a.m. on the 88.1 FM stream and on our website, ksu.fm on the blue box. Welcome back, everyone. Back from the break. This is Marathon to March. You're listening to KCOU 88.1 FM. I'm Jonathan Woodskin. He's David Campbell. We just went through our pretty much 6 through 10 teams in our top 10 for college basketball this upcoming season. Um, These rankings could change before the preseason depending on what we hear out of training camp, stuff like that. But this is our current top 10. We thought it would be a great thing to start our first ever show on KCOU with. Let's move into the top five. I'll start... Number five for me, the Duke Blue Devils. People may be questioning that. Duke had a really down year last year. They missed the tournament for the first time, and I believe it was like 23 years. It was the second longest active streak behind Kansas in terms of making the NCAA tournament. But don't leave any doubt, folks. Duke is going to be back this year. Jeremy Roach, Wendell Moore, A.J. Griffin, Paolo Boncero, who's, in my opinion, the number one freshman in the country coming Mm -hmm. in. And sorry, sorry, Mark sorry, sorry. Williams off the bench. They don't have much, but Joey Baker provides some shooting. Same with Trevor Keels, who could end up starting for them this year. Theo John, transfer from Marquette, brings some size and physicality. Physicality, excuse me. He'll rebound for them. He'll screen for them. Guy that Duke likes off the bench, and then Jalen Blake's, who we'll see how many minutes he'll get, he'll, he gets, but he's a four-star coming in. This Duke team has a feel of the 2015 Duke team that won the national championship. My only question with them is, can they get the guard play that they got for in that run in 2015? Paulo Boncero is go- going to come in, and I think he's going to dominate. I don't know if there's a singular player in the country that can guard Boncero. He's so quick off the bounce. He moves the ball so well. He gets inside and scores with such ease. And then you add Mark, Mark Williams to that front court as well, who... As I mentioned before, dominated pretty much in the last seven games of last year. He's in for a huge year. He's a dark horse candidate to be an All-American. I already mentioned AJ AJ Griffin who's yeah. an unbelievable shooter. Can, du- du- going, Duke dude. I think actually might be a little happier that Patrick Baldwin went to Milwaukee and they got him instead cuz yeah, I think maybe. he might be more versatile than Baldwin. But this this Duke team, I'm extremely high on them. They have them at number number 5. The only thing I look for is I think they need more out of Roach need more out of Wendell more Similar to how I mentioned that UNC wants more out of Caleb Love and more out of R.J. Davis.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm looking at the Rossine 45 here, looking at their projected bench and um, it's a small it's a small bench, only nine guys but this team's tournament made. Like, look at this team. You look at all the name, players that you named. This is a team that is ready to compete in the tournament I think day one. And with Coach Juszewski being his last year like, it's going to be a whole Cinderella story. You know what I mean? <laughs> like,
0: listen, they're not going out, like, on a bad year with Coach Gay. No, they're just it's, not doing it. It's just not happening. No.
1: Uh, I completely agree. Um, I'm also a big fan of Paulo Bonchero. I, I like Jeremy Roach a lot. I, I think he's got a lot of potential. Mark Williams. That front court's awesome. I think this is the best team in the ACC. Um, I, I don't really see other ACC team other than North Carolina. I mean, I'm going through, like, the rankings. I only have two in my top ten. And that's North Carolina and Duke. After that, it, it's a big drop off. I, I mean, only
0: have three ACC teams in my top 25. Just, I have, to, just to give you an idea. I have
1: five. Because I have Virginia at 22. Okay. And I have Florida State at 23. Okay. And then 25, I have, twenty. actually 26. So 26, I have Syracuse.
0: Okay. So I, I only have FSU, UNC, Duke in my top 25. And like even, even FSU, I think, is kind of down compared they to are. what they've been the last couple of years. They are. And Virginia is not as good. Virginia Tech yeah. comes brings back a lot, but I didn't wasn't that high on them last year. Them Georgia Tech should be all right. Notre Dame should be okay. This is Duke's conference to lose. I don't think there's any doubt about I, it.
1: I think North Carolina's there with them, but I I I'll I'll still pick Duke, but I wouldn't go as far as saying it's their conference to lose. Moving on, if you want to move on here, because I uh, yeah sure go ahead. Duke, I have it. Um, I have it four. I have in okay. order four, so it's right there. Um, I I, I like I said, I think that with Sheffy- to being that guy, I don't. I don't think they go off in a down year. I think I, I'd be shocked if if Duke's not good this year, like what they were last year. If Duke is what they were last year, um, my number five, Lily, is uh, I'm pretty positive. I eh, won't spoil it. I'm pretty sure number, you're number one. I have Villanova, the Villanova Wildcats, are number five. Um, Villanova was a Sweet 16 team last year, lost to Baylor. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and Baylor arguably their toughest game in the tournament.
1: That is true. They're very well coached. Maybe the best coach in the country. At what I what I mean, like one one of the best coaches. in the yeah, country.
0: Yeah, J Wright's up there. I I'd, I'd say he's yeah. the best coach in the country.
1: They also bring back the one and only Conor, Colin Gillespie. I almost said Connor Gillespie. Colin Gillespie. This team is is, is we mentioned Duke being primed for a tournament run. This team's primed for tournament one. <laughs> like we talked about the Villanova in the past with the with the Chris Jenkins shot, the Dante DiVincenzo domination. This is like one of those teams. One of those teams that is national championship prime. Like they are prime to a national championship Mm -hmm. with Justin Moore, Eric Dixon, Jermaine Samuels. The loss of Jeremiah Robinson Earl can't go unnoticed. We have to talk about that, though.
0: Yeah, he's He's a very good player. He's a very good player.
1: Um, But I love their bench. I'm a huge Brian Antoine guy. You don't like him that much, but I'm a huge Brian Antoine guy. I think he's going to be... Does college basketball have a six-man-of-the-year award?
0: I don't think so. And if they the, might do conferences, but if not. There, if
1: there was Brian Antoine's that guy. Um the Big East was way down last year. Um, next to everyone's savior, Georgetown. Um I think Villanova is gonna win this conference by a million games. Miles. Miles.
0: Miles, Miles. like those second best team. St. They'll John's? They'll win the regular season by three plus games. Uh, who's second best team? Saint John's? I guess. Like I'm, I'm looking I'm looking through my top twenty UConn, I guess. UConn I don't like UConn this year at all. Like I like St. John's. UConn, the one. Xavier, close. or St. John's. Those are probably yeah. your top four teams in the conference, yeah. if, I, if yeah. I'm being perfectly honest. Yeah. But now, I'll know. get more into Villanova later, because later, like David said, they are my preseason number one team. Yep. I, I can promise you that's not going to change. They've been my preseason number one team since yeah. my way too early top 25 right after the season yeah. ended.
1: For, um, for me, Villanova could definitely move ahead of Duke. That, that To me, they're interchangeable. Um, and they could definitely move up to three as well. But we'll see. Um Villanova is a very good team. We're going to be talking a lot about Villanova. I bet this time of mm-hmm. year. Yeah, we are they're, they're,
0: they're very very and they're going to be very good. My my only concern with them, and this is way far out, but they they like I could potentially see them like cruising in the regular season. Yeah, so, and so yeah. similar to how we'll we'll get to that. Similar more. to how we'll someone to we may be talking about in a couple minutes yeah. is going to cruise in the regular season again. Give me your number. Your number four. Uh my number four is a team we already talked about. It's the Texas Longhorns. Now coached by Chris Beard. High. Uh it's very high, but I think this team expectations should be very they high. Should. I think Chris Beard's a much better coach than Shaka Smart even yeah. though I like both. Um but it but Chris Beard's a much better coach. Chris Chris Boyd. Beard was arguably the best coach in the Big 12 is arguably the best coach in the Big 12. Yeah. Scott Drew maybe, but Chris Beard what he's done at Texas Tech turning that program around is just incredible. Marcus Carr, Courtney Ramey, Andrew Jones, Timmy Allen, Trey Mitchell should be their starting lineup. Uh Dylan Desue, Jalen Tyson, Jayce Fri- Fibres, Brock Cunningham, Christian Bishop, Devin. Ask you off the bench. They're deep. They have shooting. They have scoring. We'll see how much they can defend. Um, they, they defended last year, but they don't have the front court defense. I'd say that they had last year yeah. with with Kai Jones and Jericho Sims. Their yeah. front court defense isn't as good. That's the one thing that probably concerned me with this team. But other than that, I mean, like, what's not to like about this team? they are just absolutely loaded and like they you are. said Marcus Carr should be a dark horse pick for player of the year
1: yeah i think that we're not really talking about how how um poor the coaching of of Richard Petino might have held Marcus Carr back cuz I, I think Richard's a, a fine guy but you know chris beard's a much better coach than
0: richard petino oh, oh my God, miles
1: it's not very coach i mean it's, it's not very coach it's not very close you know i think that he can really take out the the, the inner beast that is Marcus Carr. We've already seen Marcus Carr be amazing. Like we've seen him be unbelievable. He might be the clutchest player in, in the nation. He almost single-handedly beat Ohio State in the Big Ten tournament last yeah. year. And Booth Gotch. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, moving on to my number three. One of the top three. And I think um, this team that you don't have in the top ten. Which I think is absolutely oh, this, this, this This one could go on for ten minutes. I think this is absolutely blasphemous. You don't have this team in the top ten. That's the UCLA Bruins. Um... We saw what we did last they saw what we saw we saw what they did last year, obviously. That wasn't that wasn't, you know, that didn't go unnoticed. They bring back legitimately almost everyone. Everyone that's important, I would say, is coming back. Except for like Chris Smith and Jalen Hill are their two losses. You bring back Tyler Campbell, you're bringing at Johnny Juzang, Jaime Haquez, Cody Riley, you add Miles Johnson, who's an absolute stud. Miles Johnson's an absolute stud from from Rutgers. And Peyton Watson, Will McClendon. This seems really good. This seems really good. I guess like your only argument is your only argument, Liddy. Like why didn't they do this last year?
0: I'm yeah, like, no, no. no. So my my, argue, my argument for why this team's good. Listen, like you look at their roster, they're talented. It's right. Unreal. My my question with this team, and maybe it just took Mick Cronin like that long to figure it out with this team, and maybe they turned a corner, and that'll continue into this year. May, maybe it will, but. My question with this team is why am I supposed to be impressed by a team that went 22-10 and in the regular season last year? Yeah. They weren't very good in the regular season last year. They barely made the NCAA tournament. Like, if you just look at their games, they lost opening night by 15 at San Diego State, who was a tournament team, but, like, it's UCLA. They shouldn't be losing by 15 at San Diego State. This
1: team was... Yeah, you know... I don't know. It goes both ways, let's It like, goes both ways. Like, you, you can talk about how they started the season week, but they also finished it stronger than anyone did.
0: No, they, start, they started conference play really well. Like, and me and then... you both had them losing the play-in game to Michigan State. Yeah, we did. And it, they almost did. Michigan State had them beat. They were they up 11 at the half. It they was were. Terrible. UCLA. <laughs> Isla should be in that game. UCLA <laughs> finished last season, losing by 9 at Colorado, losing by 8 at Oregon losing by one at, one against at home against USC and then losing by four in or, overtime to Oregon state and those the are all tournament, tournament
1: teams those are all tournament teams
0: right like but forstray lost end the season not to mention like a couple weeks before that they lost by 8 at Washington and mm-hmm. lost by 18 at USC
1: this, you talk about like how this team is like you know talk Kansas not being a team a national champion. I might get that feeling from them because of the same thing. Like who, who, who in the Pac-12 is good this year? I well, it's got to be
0: Johnny Juzang. dude. That's the closer for them. Oh no, but, no, no, it's not. Oh, that. Okay, I'm okay, talking okay. like
1: I'm talking like cruising in the regular season. It's it's them. And well, it's, I mean, Oregon, Oregon, j- Oregon
0: should give them a challenge. But after that, it's it's nothing in my opinion. I don't. Yeah, think, I have three Pac-12 teams ranked to start who, the who's year. Who's the third? USC, who I still think is going to be really I'm good behind USC at all. But but we'll see. That's a different know. show
1: we'll get to it when we get to our conference preview. But I, I think UCLA is, is much better than Oregon. I think they're miles ahead of, of USC. Um, they bring back a lot of players. Uh, they bring back more experience. They bring the hunger. I mean, like, can you imagine how sour it was in that locker room after the Jalen Suggs shot? Yeah. Like, they're, they're so hungry, I bet. I, You've got to make that assumption. They're super—I I can't wait. Um, yeah, I mean— I really can't wait to see them play.
0: Like, I'm not—like, this is completely off the rails, but, like, I mean, based on, like, the, the, sh- the type of shots that, like— we're taking that game. UCLA should have lost that game by fifteen oh, plus. Yeah. Like the, that, that just shows you right there how crazy their tournament run, run yeah. was. That like this team just could not miss. No, it could not miss. Like it was just absolutely bonkers. To my number three team, yeah, I'm the Gonzaga gonna... Bulldogs. Oh, I like that. So I like that a lot. Gonzaga ranked behind two teams in the preseason poll, which yeah, many people aren't going to like, but y- you know. Like you look at this roster: Andrew Demhard, Noah Nolan Hickman, Hunter Salas, Chet Holmgren, Ju Timmy. It's a very good starting five. It's Very good starting five. What in the world do they have off the bench? Anton Watson and Rasir Bolton, if his NCA waiver I, gets cleared.
1: I like I like Anton Watson a lot. I'm a huge Anton Watson guy. But you're right; their bench isn't isn't phenomenal. But it, I mean, like it, it, it's the same sports guys like every single year, lady, and it's not going to change ever. It's never going to change until something changes, which sounds really stupid. But let me explain it. They're the best team in what conference? West Coast Conference. West Coast Conference. WCC. I was thinking Mountain West. That's not the Mountain West. Anyway. No, they should be the Mountain West. Yeah, they're the best coach in WCC. And there's no one near them ever. And which means they're going to go undefeated. And they're going to play a bunch of easy teams. They're not going to get scared until the tournament. And last year, we talked about this on our podcast. Go listen listen to it uh, a couple episodes ago. Right after the national championship. Like this team... Should have won the national championship last year and didn't. The question we have to ask ourselves is why? And the question we have to ask ourselves is how do we fix this? Like, don't get me wrong. That Baylor team was insane last year. They deserved to win the national championship. But the Gonzaga Bulldogs were just as good and, debatably, on paper, better. And, yeah, you replace one Minahaha star with another. You replace Jalen Suggs with Chet Holmgren. But Chet Holmgren might, might genuinely be one of the most talented basketball players of all time. It's just the way he can do things, and I hate Hol- Chad Holburn. Like he went from Minnesota. I've seen him play in high school a bunch of times. I'm not a fan of him. So, but
0: I'm looking at Gonzaga's non-conference right now. Yeah, go for it. They're, they're, like it's very good. They, they open the season with Texas, like at home. Then they have the Empire Classic, Central Michigan, UCLA's in it. So yeah. they'll they'll get Texas. They'll get UCLA, which is nice. Which that, is nice. That's two teams that are going to be top ten teams. Can, to you this t- year. can you tell me when that game scheduled? Huh? Can you tell me? Can you tell it's me when in that November. Came? That's it's what I November. was getting. That's what yeah. I was getting yeah, to. Sorry, sorry. They, have, they, have, no, you're good. Like, mm-hmm. do they have Duke in in Vegas, which is going to be an unbelievable game, by awesome the way. Game. Then they have Alabama at a neutral site in Seattle. They have Texas Tech at a neutral site in Arizona, and then you get get into conference play. And the best team they're going to play is BYU from yeah. the end of December until, what, yeah, December 30th. Yeah. The Gonzaga starts yeah. conference. So, and we, you know, we love
1: San Francisco. They're they're a great town, you know. They they got a school there, like, but they're gonna be blown out.
0: Like, they're gonna, like, these are high school teams. You play nova, you play these teams in November, right? These Duke Texas's of the world, they are what they are, but Texas and Duke will play a conference schedule in in February, uh, January, February, and they're playing. Real teams that they're playing, have they're that, playing, like they're
1: playing 13 teams that are better than the other, every other team in the WCC.
0: They're playing teams that they could go back and look at and say, This is how we can get better based on what happened to this game. Yeah, Gonzaga go, beats, go beats Pepperdine at Starbucks by 30 and <laughs> doesn't have any chance to get better. <laughs> <laughs> <Starbucks>. Um, <laughs> you're absolutely right, you're
1: absolutely right, Liddy. Um, they're not, they're not good, and that's why they are good, but they won't be. Like, this guy, like, the way it happens, Gonzaga's not win the national championship until something changes.
0: No. And, like, I, I don't know. Just, like, they're not not—they're not ready for—they get to the tournament, and last year was the best Gonzaga team we've ever seen. Yeah. And they're not ready for the, the speed of no. these top teams. They're not ready for the athleticism of these top teams. No. Because they play Pacific yeah. twice. Pacific. Like, <laughs> Pacific. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, they're, you you want to go to your Gun, next
1: team? Gonzaga's my number two. Um— did we talk about, yeah, my number three is is UCLA. Uh, my number two is Gonzaga. So we're to the number one. Lid.
0: Yeah, you can go to number one because I know your number one is who I have at number two anyway. So. Perfect. Let's get to my number one. And this, let, let, let let me just say this. The fact that Rothstein has this team at seven is just ridiculous. I would agree.
1: My number one this year is the Michigan Wolverines, Lid. I think the Michigan Wolverines are my national champion. I don't, I don't think that. I know that. You, you you have the best big in the Big Ten. Maybe the best big in the country coming back in Hunter Dickinson. And you also bring back one of your better players, in Eli Brooks. And you add that with the best recruiting class in the country. With different guys. with so this Caleb Houston, Busta Diabate, uh Frankie Collins, Kobe Bufkin, Isaiah Barnes, Minnesota's own Will Shetter. Um, this team is unbelievable. Obviously, you lost like five really, really key pieces. You lose Livers. You lose Franz Wagner. You lose Shawnee Brown. You lose Mike Smith. You lose Austin Davis. It doesn't matter. they have the best coach in the country. They have the best pick in the country. They keep Eli Brooks. They have so many studs. Brandon Jones is going to take a break out here. The here. The Michigan Wolverines will win the national championship.
0: Yeah, like, just, just going over this roster, like, I'm going to say this right now, and many people probably won't know this, I think Devontae Jones is going to be better than Mike Smith. Really? Yeah.
1: I, I like that take. Jones, I love Mike Smith.
0: Devontae Jones averaged seven rebounds last year. He's six one. I don't care what conference he's playing in. <laughs> you averaged seven rebounds at 6'1"? Six, six That's yeah. absurd. Yeah. So I think he might be better than Mike Smith. Yeah. Eli Minnesota Brooks, we know. Small. Eli Brooks, like the games he missed last year, Michigan like Loss. had a liability at the guard yeah. position defensively. Minnesota beat them without Eli Brooks. Mm-hmm. It was it was bad. That's bad. E- Eli Brooks is so huge for that team, despite what his offensive numbers say. Caleb Houston's a stud freshman. We know what he's about. Brandon jo- Brandon Johns should be a nice player for them. Yeah, he stepped in at key parts last year.
1: I think he's great defensively.
0: Yeah, and then Connor Dickinson. If I mean, if he learns to. Shoot! Shoot over his right shoulder. Is is he gonna be? Sorry, shoot over his left shoulder. That's, yeah, I is heard, he I gonna be the mean. most unstoppable player in the country? I think so.
1: I think so too. Like, he's skill wise, like like technically and technically and skill wise, I, I he's the best player be in the country. And and Illinois fans will come yelling at me about Kofi Coburn. And,
0: oh, Dickinson's better than Coburn. Oh yeah, he's easily. so
1: much more fundamentally sound. He is. He is. Coburn's just a, a freaking beast. He's, like, yeah,
0: he's a monster. He's a monster. But he's, and he, but Brad Dickinson Underwood hasn't developed his fundamentals in two years.
1: No, and, and you know, other other people will get angry like, oh, Drew Timmy's better than him uh uh took the No. Hunter,
0: Drew Timmy got uh, shut down by Mark Vital last year. <laughs> Hunter Dickens is the best pick in the country. Hunter Dickens last year averaged fourteen points a game with one move. One move. It was a hook shot over his right shoulder. Yeah. Like if he comes back and like actually improved his skill set, which he should like the one thing I will say this: the one t- thing we haven't seen from Jawan coaching, a purely coaching standpoint at this point, is we haven't seen him be able to develop players. But that's only because he hasn't had the chance. Two
1: years, he's
0: been there for two years. He, yeah. we know he can recruit. We yeah. know he knows X's and O's and can coach. Oh, we yeah. know he hires great a great staff. Oh yeah. But the the one thing we're still waiting on is if he can develop players. Which yeah. if Hunter Dickinson comes back and has a plethora of moves he can go to, like the country's in trouble. The country's in big trouble, big trouble. So I was disappointed last year I, with Isaiah
1: Livers. I think Michigan wins the national championship. I'm, I'm willing to make that statement. I mean, they, they, they were beating UCLA. They were one shot away with Franz Wagner make, missing that shot. They were one shot away from beating UCLA.
0: They were one shot away in a game they couldn't make shots, and yeah. Isaiah Livers made a lot of shots for yeah. that team.
1: And then I think they're better than Gonzaga. And I, I mean, him, them and Michigan and Baylor at full strength would be an unbelievable game. Last I,
0: I think the one difference. I, I I'm not saying that Michigan would have beat Gonzaga, but I think the one difference is if Michigan plays them. Um, Michigan would have been able to, would have been able to get stops against that team. I'm, like yeah, they would have still need to needed to make the tough shots that that UCLA did. Yeah, but M- Michigan like would have been able to get stops against that team, whereas UCLA came down and Gonzaga did whatever they want. Yeah, wanted so yeah. literally. Um, You're yeah, my, one my number one. We, moving we t- on,
1: we touched them a little bit, but we've, yeah, you, we'll, we'll you go could, over. You you we've, give your spiel.
0: We have seven minutes to go. I didn't really go over them a ton. So I'll go over why I think the Villanova Wildcats are the number one team in the country, and I think they're going to win the national championship this year. Colin Gillespie, Justin Moore, Caleb Daniels, Jermaine Samuels, Eric Dixon. David Mm -hmm. mentioned they lost Jeremiah Robinson-Earl, but let me just go over this. Last year in the tournament, they were up six on Baylor with, what, seven, eight minutes to go? Yeah. Like, Baylor, they had Baylor on the ropes. Maybe it wasn't eight minutes to go. Maybe it was like... 10-11. 10, 11. But they they had Baylor in a, in a good they spot. They had Baylor in a tougher spot than they were at any other point in the tournament. Yeah. And that was without Gillespie, without Demir Cosby Roundtree, who will pretty much replace Jeremiah Robinson Earl. He's not mm-hmm. as good as Robinson Earl, yeah. but Jermaine Samuels has the chance to be. Yeah. So they replaced those guys. Brandon Slater off the bench. Brian Antoine, hopefully he steps up and has a better year. Um, I don't see why he can't. The potential was always there. But yeah, I I love this Villanova team. They're well coached. They have shooting. They have size. Like sh- shooting and size is like <laughs> what you need to win in the tournament. It's what you need. Like you need to be able to hit shots yeah. and you need to be able to rebound. Yeah, that's why that's why Houston was was good last year in the tournament. They hit no, shots and they rebounded. No,
1: Houston made that far because they played Rutgers and. Well, but they still two. had to win the games. They did, but they played awful teams. Well, I'm not. Draws, say, I'm not draws, denying. Draws. I'm, draws. Draws.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm not denying the fact that Houston like didn't play awful teams. They were the first team to ever get to the Final Four without playing a single-digit seed. Yeah, like Rutgers had them beat in the second round, but yeah. they play. But, but the Geo reason Baker, they got Baker there, sucks. the reason they got there, is because they made shots and they rebounded. Yeah, they did. And Villanova can do that. Yeah, they can. Colin Gillespie is my pick right now. I'll say this right now. Colin Gillespie is my pick to win Player of the Year mm-hmm. in the country. Uh, I can't. And, and the that. only uh, the only thing stopping him is that Drew Timmy gets to play in the West Coast Conference. Yeah, that's, that, that's the only thing stopping him. Yeah.
1: So I, I agree. We got about two minutes here. Um, real quick, give me some give me some honorable mentions and play some teams that miss both of our lists. I'll, okay, I'll, I'll go first. Let's talk about Arkansas. Yeah, I was like, that was like that's who my first team was going to be Arkansas. Arkansas is really good. They're going to contend for the SEC. They have JD Note. They're still great coach. Musselman's a great coach. Musclem, a great coach. Hmm. They just miss it for me.
0: Um, if JD Notte doesn't start this year, you and I are gonna have a fit. I love JD Notte. and I know he was great off the bench last year, but what do you have? Twenty seven yeah. against Baylor.
2: Yeah,
1: I And mean, then they lose. They lose Moody. They lose Justin Smith. They lose Desi. They're still a great team. The SEC is is you know, is still very strong this year. Mm-hmm. I like Arkansas a lot. Baylor.
0: Yeah, the SEC is a conference is. Oh. just wild. I'll, I'll let me real quick. Sure, go for it. The SEC, a conference, just really wide open. Um, they added Chris Likes, who I don't mean no pun intended, but like. I like he <laughs> he struggle he struggles against defensive guards that are bigger than them because this yeah. guy's only like 5'8 eight like, yeah he's he's not very big at all no. but like you'll be watching an, you'll be he he was at Miami you'll be watching a Miami game you look up at the scoreboard you're like holy cow this kid's twenty seven yeah like, Trey Jones was really the only one that gave him problems in yeah. and seen Trey Jones was the best defensive guard in the country two years ago I agree. so um yeah I really like Arkansas again I think they did a nice job replacing the pieces they lost. Moses Moody's gonna be t- a tough one to I love, swallow, I love Moses. but um, I think this is g- this is a really team or team team basketball oriented team.
1: Yeah, uh, we'll go real quick, Baylor, the national champions. Mm-hmm. They're they're weaker.
0: Um, I mean, when you lose that much talent, you're gonna be weaker. They're
1: still good though. Baylor's still very good, and you know with 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 Mayer and Flagler and the Goat Flothamba and would you like to say uh, Jonathan Chachua?
0: Yep. Amazing! That, like
1: they have, they have a former Minnesota player, uh, Kendall Brown. I like Kendall Brown a lot. I
0: thought you were going to talk about Dane Danger. Well, Dane
1: Danger too. Um, Dane Danger with his one point one GPA. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I like both those guys a lot. Um, they're still good. I just don't think they're, they're as good. I mean, no Vital, no Butler, yeah, no listen, Davion, no No Teague. Like, listen, just, Akinjo
0: is going to have to score for them, and he can. Yeah. Um, but they just L.J. Crier. I like um, he's gonna need to have a good year. Like, I the two pieces I really love on the team are Flagler and Meyer, yeah. Which I think people really don't understand how good those two guys were because, first of all, Flagler came off the bench for them last year and Meyer did at times too, yeah. Because like they were just so loaded at the guard position, they were, like they yeah, didn't yeah. have room for him, and yeah. now he's gonna step in and like he hit some really big shots for, um, for Baylor last year, yeah. Like, I, I think he's an absolute stud.
1: Well, uh, last thing I want to ask—quick, this—you know, we we'll go to the University of Missouri. Uh, any chance Mizzou does anything this year?
0: Um, n- no. I'm gonna, as much as I like to joke about them, like as seriously, I this as seriously as I could say this, I don't think this team's that good. They lost a lot, and they really struggled down the stretch. So this is this is the team that's bottom four probably in the SEC this year. I agree. All right,
1: guys, this has been the first ever episode on KCOU of Marathon to March. Uh, tune in every Tuesdays one to two p.m listen to Marathon in March. Liddy, any last words?
0: No. Uh, we got two and a half months till the se- season. Can't, can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, we have
1: a good one, guys. How could you be so cold as